Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Former Ireland and Leinster captain and all-round legend, Brian O'Driscoll, is on the line. Hello, Brian. Good morning, lads. How are you? We're great. How are you? Very good, very good. Down here at the International Rugby Experience and uh, arrived down last night and the place is amazing. I'm sure you know a good bit about it, Dermot, but it is, um, they have done a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, well, to anyone who doesn't know, Brian, because there's lots of people who are, are listening to you now going, the International what now? <laughs> so tell everybody <laughs> what this is because it's in Limerick and it's absolutely phenomenal by the sounds of it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's brilliantly interactive. Basically, it's... Um, it's a building, um, you know, set up to give you a sense about the, the history of the game, the values of the game. There's an interactive component to it around uh, different legends of the game. Johnny Wilkinson taking you through different types of kicks. Keith Earl talking about footwork. Um, Johnny Sexton, I don't think it was Johnny Sexton as a pastor. We needed someone better than him as a pastor to, uh, <laughs> to get the tip, but I, I can't remember who that is. But it's, um, but it's basically just bringing you through the history of it all, memorabilia, and then, you know, even you can get immersed in an experience in a room with the hacker and, and have it reverberate around you. It's just, oh. it's brilliantly done. It I, really is. I love the architecture f- of the building is magnificent as well. Right. I love the fact that the first name you said was Johnny Wilkinson, just to give people an idea that this is an international rugby experience and it not is. an Irish rugby experience, because, like, let's face it, like, we... I suppose overachieve in in this game that we love so much, but uh, it is an international game, and there's so much rich heritage and culture, and and so much sporting achievement from around the world in rugby. Well, I tell you how how, how impressive this is. There's there's been people like uh, Francois Pinar, who was captain of the South African team, the Springbok team, that won their first World Cup in '95, and that iconic moment with Nelson Mandela presenting him the trophy. Uh, you've had Jerry Guskus and Martin Johnson, who won, who was captain with England in '03. Um, you know, you've had Joy Neville, who's involved in um, refereeing, and you see our TMOs in current games. So we've we've uh, huge mixture of Irish and international players that have uh, come to um, to showcase how brilliant this uh, building is and how what a great concept it is. So it's open. I have been told it is open today, seven days a week. Um, so come down. I think it's um, adults are 15 euros and, and under 18 is 10 euros. And I promise you it'll be the best 10 euros you'll spend. What's it like meeting those guys that you may have had grudges with over the years? Thinking of the Martin Johnsons and, you know, characters that would have been big characters back in the day, never shied away from a scuffle on the pitch. Uh, are, are all hatchets always truly buried or um, what's it like years on when you hang out with these guys? Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, I think you, you know, it's very hard to remain friendly with them while you're still playing and you're meant to have a bit of a grudge with them. But then you, you retire and all of a sudden you understand the person a bit more. You tend to, to have way more of an opportunity to spend time at dinners and at events with them. And all of a sudden, you know, the player, the person away from the player, which in many cases is often very, very different. You have this kind of test match animal that goes on the field, but then mm-hmm. personality-wise, you can be vastly different off it. So getting to hang out with people, I've you know, spent an awful lot of time with Brian Habana over the course of the last three or four years and getting to know him. Um, and, and lots of George Gregan, another one. Lots of guys that you would have um, loved playing against, had good and bad moments against, and, and yet you know, all of a sudden now you're quite friendly with them. Mm. And does it ever happen the other way around? Do you ever have a situation internally within a team 
that you know you've someone who's on your side but you just don't get on I mean I, I look Brian I'll be honest with you I'm a bigger football fan than I am a rugby fan so I think back to say Manchester United Teddy Sheringham and Andy Cole literally never spoke to each other but won the, yeah. won the Champions League together won the treble together in 99 you know they were absolute teammates warriors for each other would pass to each other on the pitch and all that but they literally hadn't, they couldn't stand each other until to this day can't. Was there anyone, you don't have to name names, but please do if you want. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but, yeah, but are there lads that you don't get on with? every walk of life, of course there is. You know, in an environment of, you know, 50 or 60 players as squads have now, you can't have a commonality with everyone. Now mm. you try and find some way to connect with them and, and you know, find reason to hang out with them or, and, and because you're, go, you, you know, you're going onto the field, you want to make sure Sure that they have your back. You have to try and align yourselves with one another. But there's definitely guys that you know I would have played with now and um, and wouldn't have any contact with. You'd be civil to one another, but you're certainly not friends. You were. Right. It was very evident that you were teammates, and only that. <laughs> we got an interesting question in for you uh, from one of our listeners. It says Brian, if you were in top physical condition, what do you mean he isn't? <laughs> <laughs> would you come out of retirement for one more match? <laughs> for, for it sounds like one of those movies, you know. Just come out of retirement for one more mission, <laughs> uh, one more match for Ireland, Leinster, and our British and Irish Lions. You are, and they say, also say you are the goat of Irish rugby. No well, do, you know, do you know what I thought about recently? I was like, would I be able to survive for five minutes in a test match now? <laughs> five and minutes? Come on! Yeah, very quickly, the answer is no. And what Draco, do you think? You're like Draco. It. We know what we know what shape you're in. We see your Instagram posts. You've still got it. <laughs> you're making me act to sound like as though I'm I'm like Peter Stringer with my top off all the time. <laughs> I know. We leave that to strings and fairness. But do you not think I you'd do, still be able to cut it? Like him. If I had a rig like him, I'd have my top off. As well. <laughs> but do you not? You not think? You honestly don't think you would cut it? No. No, not a chance. It is absolutely ferocious. When I'm standing on the side of the pitch now and watching um, watching these guys and, and, and the women as well, the intensity of the games, it is frightening. And you kind of think, how did I ever play that? <laughs> so when you step away from it, it, it doesn't it doesn't take long for that to dawn and you go, my God, this really is ferocious. But you're, you're you know, your training and your mentality puts you in a position to be able to deal with that level of collision. Whereas as soon as you switch off, the head goes and then you go, gosh, that's, you know, it is for a younger guy. So yeah. I, had a, I had a great run in it for 15 years, but yeah, I don't look back and, and kind of have any major pangs. Of course, there's the World Cups that got away, yeah. and, you know, and, and things that didn't go to plan. Um, but for the most part, I feel very lucky to look back and came out of the game relatively unscathed. Yeah, well, it's funny, like you're like, I stand on the sideline and I can't believe that I ever did that and like your missus your family and your friends are all like see we told see, you see why we didn't sleep for those 15 years that you were putting yourself through that but you're a danger to yourself out on the pitch sometimes you know it's like when you do and you cross the whitewash that's why you know what's so important with head injury process and, and with, with concussions at the moment that you have to take that decision out of the individual's hands of course because every player will always say oh no I'm fine I'm fine mm. not thinking coherently Piggy, if you get a bang to the head, and that's why it's it's hugely important that third parties step in and, and are able to make that decision on your behalf. Defo. Uh, we can't uh, let you go without just looking ahead to the Champions Cup final uh, in the Aviva, of course. You've got Leinster there taking on La Roche, as they're known. That's, uh, you know, Roger's La Rochelle, who look extremely strong and look like real challengers to, to Leinster's crown, that's for sure. 
Mm, yeah, the big question, though, Dermot, is are you going to be wearing your Munster jersey to the final? <laughs> yeah. no, you know, when you bought your ticket back in September, <laughs> deluded, thinking that you, your team was actually going it. to be there. <laughs> he had the dream. Hold on, those days of buying Munster tickets at the start of the season for the final have, have long since gone. We're a bit cagier now these days. I may be wearing a La Rochelle jersey, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, the, 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 I tell you, the half the stadium's going to be wearing La Rochelle jersey. And there's, there's about 500 of them due to come over, so no, yeah, they'll be filled out in, in Elvery's or, or Lifestyle. But do you know what? It, 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 like, Leinster are primed for this um, for, for this final. The fact it's been in Dublin, they have played the last three games in the Aviva. Uh, the, the disappointment of losing in the last minute last year, it just feels as though they have the bit between their teeth at the moment. Mm. Even though this La Rochelle team are not going to roll over, I fancy Leinster get it done, but it'll still be a very, very close contest. Mm. Is a little bit of you irked that the uh, wonderful rugby exhibition experience is in Limerick and not in Dublin? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I think this is a huge, um, you know, this is a, a huge part of Irish rugby, of, of Limerick, um, of, of what it's brought to the international team. Obviously, the great history of Munster dating all the way back to beating the All Blacks back in the 70s. They were the ones that really instigated a huge amount of the success at provincial level um, after Ulster initially winning uh, the European Cup in, in 99, but then Munster going on throughout the noughties and being um, you know, quality year on year. So I, I, I can't say that you know, Munster haven't had a huge impact on the overall success of where the game has gone in the country. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm thrilled to be down here. And did you get a uh, night I, out down there? Did you? W- no night out. No night out. But we're going to. We, we were. We're going to get a game of golf in the Dare Manor this afternoon. Oh, that's oh, the way. Man. It's I better can, than any I night out, Brian. Listen, exactly. Yeah, I can. I had my arm bent to come down to this experience once they mentioned that there was eighteen holes <laughs> in the Dare Manor. <laughs> well, maybe uh, have a whisper in JP's ear there for me that um, you know throwing all green feed my way. She <laughs> <laughs> was talking at dinner last night. And saying the next pro-am you're down for it so yeah okay. you don't you tell me that don't you bullshit me he is totally Brian Driscoll always a pleasure to catch up man uh, thanks very much for telling us about the international rugby experience yeah, hope so and yeah. we'll chat again soon internationalrugbyexperience.com is the place to go for tickets it sounds like an amazing uh, thing to go and see and uh, JP McManus of course the man behind was initially kind of set up with a big donation of a sizable chunk of money from JP to get this up and running. Yeah, from his charitable foundation. And look, you know, jokes aside, JP McManus has done so much for Irish sport, Limerick sport, and just the people of Limerick in particular. Even more than you. Uh, even more than yeah, me, if that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's done more than just go home from time to time and eat snack boxes from the chicken hut. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.